So last time we looked into the first one aspect of awakening and that is uh, to explore what you are not. That's what the Buddha did in the Heart Sutra. So in the Heart Sutra the Buddha takes everything away, all the things, all the aspects of your experience which you are identified with. So basically in the Heart Sutra the Buddha says you're not this, you're not that, you're not this, you're not that. You're not your feelings, you're not your thoughts, you're not the sensations in your body. <coughs> and one one way to kind of check that, that up quickly is to realize that I'm not my feelings because I'm aware of them. I'm not the sensations in my body because I'm aware of them. <coughs> so in the Heart Sutta, the Buddha takes all these things away and then he says, okay, that's it. And in that moment, when you are ripe to really let go, then there's a shift. Kind of a bit, you fall into the gap. Like in this uh, cartoon, where you see a like a channel, a big, a big hole, and someone is falling, and he's falling, and he's like, ah! and then in the next cartoon it says, two weeks later, <laughs> and he's still falling, and he's like, yeah. <clears throat> so. It, 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 well, it, it reminds me of this uh, quote by Trungpa Rinpoche. The bad news is, you jumped out of the plane without a parachute. The good news is, there's no ground. <laughs> but that's, of course, incredible daring uh, to jump into this gap into the unknown, which is exactly what is happening at the time of death. Like the death is that jumping into that unknown. And the, the tricky part, the unknown can't be known. So today we will approach this from a, from a different angle. So approaching the unknown from a different angle, the way it is done in the Tibetan tradition, in the Dzogchen and Mahamuta tradition, where you are pointed into, into you are pointed into 
your true nature. You're pointed into the true self, the big self. <coughs> the problem with that approach is that as soon as we start to talk about the unknown, it becomes the known and we make something out of it. We put labels on it, we have images for it. And then again there's that separation of me and Buddha nature, me and God, me and enlightenment, me and awakening. So I think you know, dancing between these two seems to be the most uh, fruitful The negation, like the Buddha said, nothing in your experience is worse to be called me or mine. So the negation, and the other time, on the other hand, are carefully tuning in into emptiness or Buddha nature or the nature of mind. So in the Tibetan tradition, mind is described, there's many models of mind, but the most simple uh, model of mind is Sem and Rigpa. These are two Tibetan words. Sem. Sem is the relative mind. That's the level of mind you are very familiar with. The sensations the thoughts, the memories, the sense of me. So that's Sam. And Sam is, as you know from your own experience, it's often very turbulent. We are often entangled in Sam, identified with Sam. Take it very serious. Almost as if there's nothing else. Almost as if there's problems and money and relationships and sickness and discomfort in the body and that's it. So that's Sam. One important uh, insight into Sam is that it is impermanent. It's non-static. It's changing. And a lot of meditation practices working on that level. So you could say that mindfulness is about creating a healthy relationship or a less reactive relationship with Sam. So, and then there's Rigpa. So, Rigpa is what I just called the unknown. So, Rigpa is the ultimate nature of mind. In the metaphor of the sky and the clouds, the clouds are Sam. The sky is Rigpa. You could say that awakening is the process of letting go of the identification with Sam and experience yourself as Rigpa. Letting go of the identification with the weather where there's nothing stable anyway. 
to shift your sense of identity to that which is not moving, to that which is still, to that which is boundaryless. So, of course, the problem is every word, every metaphor, every understanding of what I'm talking about is not it. It can't be known. It can't be understood. And that is like very difficult for us because we are coming from a culture where it is in general accepted. You only what you, what you can know exists, only what you can understand, only what you can write a thesis about uh, exists. Nevertheless, today, tonight, we will, I will um, give you some description of Rigpa, how it is being described in the Dzogchen and Mahamudra traditions, kind of as a as a way to lean into, kind of tune into, a bit like uh, if you imagine that there would be a very subtle scent in this room, like very subtle, like a scent of a rose. And it's so subtle that you you don't recognize it. But then I start to point to it through some words. I kind of I say, hmm, isn't there? Can't you? And this it reminds me of this. And and then suddenly you ah yeah. Yeah, I know. And now I'm aware that I have been aware before as well. So it's a bit like that, tuning in or sharing or transmitting something which is there all the time, but it's so close, so familiar, so undramatic. You know, that's sometimes it's called ordinary. It's so ordinary that we miss it. So what we need to figure out, each of you, nobody can do this for you, is how to look, with what to look and where to look. The problem is that Sam can't understand Rigpa, you can't look with Sam. You're completely stuck in Sam. <laughs> and you always look with Sam, from Sam. Mm -hmm. But Sam can't understand this. So this is, this is, uh, it's a bit like, and that's the emphasis on the body. It's a bit like, you know, shifting. And that's why I emphasize that in the meditation so much. It's like shifting from the head into the body into the heart. So the last metaphor I want to give is the metaphor of the flashlight or the torch, the flashlight. So 
in the beginning when we start to meditate, then it is like we're holding a flashlight in the meditation and we look at the objects. Yeah? So the breath, the feelings, the sensations, so different, the taste, so different objects of meditation. That's what mindfulness practice is. The problem with that kind of mindfulness practice is that it increases the sense of the meditator, of the one who is meditating. So then at one point in the Tibetan tradition, you are asked to turn your mind, your attention to mind itself. So it's kind of, so if this is the flashlight, it's kind of you look like this and you look at the light. That's the first step. So you look at mind itself. You start to look at that which is looking. So, but then the shift happens when you realize that you are the light. And the light can't be seen. Because you are the light. Whatever you see is not it. Whatever you see is an experience. So when you come to, ah, now I got it. No, because what we are looking for or what we are shifting into is that which is getting it. So as long as with your little flashlight you find, you know, amazing experience and visions and all that is, is not it. All that is experiencing coming and going. You find the open heart and compassion and being one with everything. <laughs> That's all not it. These are all spiritual experiences and they are nice, kind of, and they keep us going. And we can write a book about it. Uh, but what the shift is of awakening is you, you realize that you are the light. You can't, because you are that which is looking. But then what's the difference? The difference is that right now you believe that you are what you are looking at. So Nothing changes. You are already what is looking, <coughs> but you have your sense of identity in the wrong place. Mm. And because you have your sense of identity in the wrong place, you suffer. Because that which you can be aware of is in the nature of suffering. Now, the first noble truth. So what you're aware of is in the nature of suffering. So that shift. And... and uh, all what I do, of course, now it's words, and uh, we try to understand it. That's okay, but we need to be aware that there's a big difference of being able to say this and making sense of it and starting to understand it and the experience of that shift. 
So let's um, let's do it tonight. It's so close. I mean, it's like it's no. There is nothing. There is no path to travel. It's so close. As soon as we believe that this is not it and we need to do something to get there, then we already made the first wrong move. <laughs> and this, this is the problem with all spiritual uh, methods where there's the idea of a path. But of course, on the other hand, we need to do something with our time. So. Maybe. So in the some traditions say you can't actually do much about this shift. It's like a bit you no know, an apple ripening, so you can just fertilize and wait and at one point the apple will fall. In the Christian tradition that is then called grace. And one of the best ways to stop the apple to fall is to try to fall. So it's it's not uh, it's not um, this uh, this falling is not being supported by trying, by working hard, by pressure. So it's about, and that's what I emphasize when we now kind of slide into a quiet sitting, the, the emphasis on allowing, of letting things be, of trust. It's fine. You, you can relax. It's, you, you, you have not missed something, like a book or a teaching or a guru or something. It's, it's fine. You are just in the right place. So you can relax. And then fertilize. Enjoy while we're hanging there as the apple as best as possible. Trust. If you trust the process that you are in, even if you don't understand, so it's like shit. I don't know what this is good for. It just hurts. It's horrible. What's the meaning of this? So that trust, that trust, trust the process. Trust where you are in your life. You are that apple, just hanging there. So let's take a few um, moments to adjust the body. And um, you know, I, I invite you to take a few moments to really move a bit so that you 
don't come into a solid posture, but really into that posture of a wind uh, of a tree moving in the wind. So the spine and the hips. the shoulders and then shifting allow this shift from the head into the body into your legs, feet And then if that helps you, you can choose a home base, something to return to, for example, the hands or the breath or both. And the instruction here is very simple, allowing, allowing this moment to be as best as you can. And of course, thoughts continue to arise. And in this kind of meditation, open awareness, thoughts are not seen as an obstacle. So we invite them in. In the same way we invite the sounds, the voice, this voice, sounds from outside. Meditating like the sky. And then when you notice that you emphasize a story without making it a problem, it is not a problem, we drop back into the body for the love of it. And then if there's discomfort, something difficult coming up, you allow that to happen. And you can either breathe into it, take it into your arms like a baby, or you emphasize an area in your body where there's comfort.
So Sen is very obvious. The stream of sense data. And the stream of thoughts and mental images in a dialogue. softening and opening resting There's hardness or tension, what we explore here is if we say yes, this is how I feel.
notice that you try to get rid of something or you try to gain something. Best as you can, you let go. You let go of that effort. You let go of the control freak. You let go of the meditator. being present with whatever arises. Then, like the clouds of the sensations, the sounds, the thoughts, transient and flowing, changing. And if you resist, then you suffer. struggle, you allow that.
So what we are cultivating here is a different relationship with Sam, the content of our experience, to reduce suffering. Not to reduce pain, but to reduce suffering. How? By letting things be. gently and holding softly. Using suffering through unconditional love.
think I, I said it in the beginning uh, of our of this uh, course that uh, I believe that all of us here we will find our really personal creative individual uh, way to meditate so I encourage you to uh, look for your preferences look in your meditation practice for that which speaks to you uh, look for that which makes your traveling lighter and that is different for different people but and only you can know it so you become mindful you become aware of which kind of practices which kind of teachings make your life more heavy it can easily happen that uh, in our spiritual practice that we pick up things which actually become a burden and we become heavier and heavier and life becomes more uh, yeah more heavy so in your practice lean towards lightening up so that means uh, when I give instruction of allowing and letting things be as they are that that in this moment might not be the most supportive instruction for you maybe at that moment you actually you personally you need rather a bit more of bringing your attention to the breath or bringing your attention to your hands a kind of more a kind of more doing practice a kind of more uh, stabilizing practice but if i would start with that then some of you who would be uh, benefiting from letting things be and allowing you, know, you would do something then or trying to do something then which wouldn't be the right thing for you to do so don't listen so much to that to what i say i'm not you know i'm 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 saying these things not because i think you should do them i'm saying these things as a kind of invitation okay here try this how does this taste how does this taste when I say, uh, you know, shift back into the body? How, how, what happens for you then? How does it taste for you? When I say, allow this moment to be what it is, how, do, how does it taste for you? What is happening for you? What is happening when I say, bring your attention to the breath? So what is happening? And in that way, you find you start to make your own piece of art when you sit very individual 
like nobody else before. So the meditation instructions, they are not meant as straitjackets. straitjacket, the spiritual meditation straitjacket. They are actually meant to cut through the straitjacket you are in. Mm. So Let's say a few words about Rigpa, and then uh, after the break we, uh, we will dive into that. And then there will be some time for questions and sharing. So I continue for now to talk about Sam and Rigpa as if they are two different things. They are not. Uh, but initially in the exploration it makes sense to talk about the sky and the clouds, or the ocean and the waves, or the sun and the sun rays. But uh, we have to keep in, in our heart that the waves are the ocean. The sun rays are not separate from the sun. <clears throat> so that's why in the in the in the tradition where the main thing is the recognition of Rigpa. Uh, that's why in that tradition the emphasis in practicing in daily life. Your, your spiritual practice is your daily life. Your spiritual practice is every moment. This is it. So if we continue uh, to talk about Rigpa and Sam as two different things, then I guess we all have a sense of what is meant with Sam. So what is Rigpa? So Rigpa is the space in which the things come and go, like the clouds, like the sky. Rigpa is the space in which the things come and go. So what can we say about this space? One thing we can say about this space is it's there all the time. It's pervading everything. 
you can't lose it, you can't get closer to it. Like, we can't get closer to the space of this room. Let's get closer to the space. <laughs> and that's what we, yeah, that's what, like, uh, you know, someone resting, having realized that, laughs about our attempts to get, try to get, our attempts to, to get closer to the space. Really working hard. <clears throat> Trying to get closer to space. Then, what we can say about this space is, it's not very, it's not very dramatic. It's not very, you know, I mean, we want to have content. We want to, the space is kind of a bit boring. <laughs> because the space has no characteristics. No, the space has no taste, no color, no sound. It's almost nothing. You know, the space is almost nothing. It's not nothing, obviously, because without space all this couldn't happen but it could be almost correct to say it's nothing. And sometimes that's when people, some, some teachers talk about uh, Rigpa, which carries many names. Uh, some people call it Buddha nature or emptiness or awareness or non-dual awareness. or Tathagata is, Tathagata is, a, is one of the names of the Buddha. The one go, gone beyond, it's called. Um, so then, this space, space is boundaryless. It's also beyond time. You can't find the boundaries of space. So now, one di the difference between this space and the space of Rigpa is that that space of Rigpa knows. It's aware. Like this, this space here in this room does not know what's happening. It's not aware. It's not the quality of this space that it is aware. But this space which we are exploring here is aware, it knows. So is this space the one that makes the clouds go away? No, the space is doing nothing. But if there's more of it, then there's less clouds? No, the space is is, is perfect. It's it's perfect. Nothing can nothing can poison the space and nothing can make it more pure. It remains like if a bird shits in the sky. 
the, the, the shit does not land in the sky. It does not. <laughs> it does not. It does not poison the sky. Yeah. It lands on your car. <laughs> and and the car is part of Sam. So if we have an anxiety attack, if we have a depression, if we have a death. <laughs> uh, in a way, the space does not care. It's not affected by it. So tuning in into that which is still and which is not moving. Some people use the word presence. I also use that sometimes, presence. There's a presence. In, in the meditation after the break, I will use that word as a pointer to what, what is meant here. It's like a presence. Isn't there like, no, isn't there a, like a, a presence, a, be, a beingness, a presence, which is always there? Like if you, if you kind of think back 10 years ago, your body was completely different, your thoughts were different, your feelings were different, but there was this kind of presence, this kind of I amness, this kind of uh, this kind of capacity presence and and it's there all the time without any effort. You don't need to do it. You don't need to think in the morning, oh, now I need to really work hard to be aware. No, you open your eyes, pling, and everything is there. And as we know, that that kind of presence was there just the moment before you awoke and throughout the night, even in, in, the, deep, in the deep sleep, and you can trace it back. So the, it is a kind of I amness, which is not personal. <clears throat> it's not. It has nothing to do with your role, with your, with your history, with your gender. But there is a kind of a vastness, which is very familiar if you if you lean into it. An individual. Uh, it, 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 it has no characteristics. That, that kind of characteristics is the, 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 this characteristic, individual or being one, they are functions of, this, of the conceptual mind. So it's beyond that. And you, there's debate if there's if it's one or if the streams of consciousness are individual. But uh, in, in your own experience, you can't, you can't say, is this individual, is this everything? It's beyond this kind of categories. 
this? How does people affect these illness awareness when you follow <laughs> so well? Uh, how we uh, affect each other? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the the. If, Affecting each other can only happen on the level of Sam. Mm. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Any movement, any yeah. connected yeah. is is happening on the level of Sam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, in in this inquiry, you know, looking into, first looking into, into uh, awareness, like you start to see the the light of the flashlight. Uh, we uh, we play with this uh, inquiry. We we play with this question. Of what is aware? What is aware? What is that? Like really being curious about? Like at one point I made that I gave I read that story from Tukurugin Rinpoche. Did I do this here? Maybe not. Uh, where he says you know, it's like when we usually we look out, so we look out. So what we are now doing is kind of we turn back, almost like as if we roll our eyes back into that which is looking. And we're not going to find anything, of course, because there is nothing. But you are that what you are looking from. So you, you look back, kind of, you look into that without finding something and you are that what you are looking from yes uh, sometimes I find that this happens like physically for example it happens now when I meditate it's like my eyes start rolling yeah and it's like I'm looking like inside my head uh -huh. and a lot of light comes yeah. and it's like I feel like I'm expanding mm -hmm. and then I feel like I'm going to explode mm -hmm. and then it becomes normal Yeah. but just a little bit more relaxed Yes. so it's like something's going to happen and yeah. it was nothing yeah. and mm -hmm. does it have anything to do with anything? yes uh, yes uh, so the 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 these experiences of um, these little glimpses or this taste of uh, experiencing or looking into that space, parallel to that, something happens in your subtle energy body. So, light experiences or the experience that your eyes actually, or there's actually there's meditations where you where you do that kind of exercises where you look into certain areas of your body and these 
this has have this has have to do with the, your subtle energy body so yeah just continue see what happens can look up a bit also here to the to the crown chakra you can also look down a bit into the heart chakra so the knowing quality the knowingness that's what we are tuned into the spacious knowingness, the timeless, spacious presence. So, one, uh, one possible direction in this exploration is that you reconnect with situations or moments in your life where that connectedness, that openness, that care, this being carefree, this lightness uh, was there. Kind of to, to reconnect with a situation like that reconnect with the memory of course that can be also a trap to try to get there again but it, it, you, you when you do that then then you you also you you bring into that into that uh, meditation you bring the insight that you are there as much as you were then Nothing is missing. Could you say that all at times are existing at the same time? Um, hmm? Difficult. At all times, you know, past, present, future, mm -hmm. actually are uh, parallel. They are happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could say that, yeah. It's a very strange uh, experience that they are mm. intertwined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now we know what Rigpa is. Uh, there's not more uh, what the tradition says about Rigpa. It's of course help helpful to read about it again. So I will uh, send out some, some pith instructions from the Dzogchen tradition uh, about this. And so now it's uh, 
So now what we need to do is uh, we need to inquire. We, we need to sit quietly. We need to look. We need to uh, play with these instructions again and again. Okay, so let's have a break. And then we have a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> In this meditation, I will guide you uh, to different sense objects in your meditation. And on the sense objects, then I will uh, invite you or point to exploring presence. So let's uh, play with this. Just. Uh, with some curiosity, first adjusting your posture, taking some moments to, to soften and um, letting go of uh, rigidity and just sliding into doing nothing, letting things be. And with that, there is a shift from being in the head to uh, filling the whole body with your attention. Down into your legs and feet. So arms and hands. the whole trunk of your body. And there's a welcoming, like giving yourself a hug, like an embrace. You embrace and you are being embraced. Breathing, the whole body is alive. All senses are open. you to bring your attention into your hands 
and uh, not in the way that you sit in your head and you look down into to your hands but really like dropping into your hands being in the hands breath as well, like as if breathing into the hands. Also as best as you can let go of the mental image of the hands. You feel the energy in the palm of your hands then letting go of the mental image of the hands. So there's the sensations, the energy, and you return to that when you get hooked by something else. So there's the energy in your hands and isn't there also a presence, a knowingness? stillness look into the stillness look into the presence beneath beyond pervading the sensation in your hands to bring your attention to the area between your ears listening so this voice the subtle sounds here in this room sounds from outside just listening of the head, just listening. So there's the sounds, there's stillness, but isn't there also a presence, a knowingness, like this voice, it falls into annoying us, into a presence. That presence is effortless. You don't need to work hard to hear this voice. It's happening. 
So listen to that presence beneath, beyond, and pervading this voice. So there's this voice, there's the other sounds, but isn't there also a presence, a listening? Look into that listening. Listen to the stillness which is listening. stillness is beneath, beyond, and pervading all the sounds, and it is undisturbed by the sounds. to your eyes. So probably you have your eyes closed. But still you can see something. So you see the light coming through a bit, some patterns or colors. So bring your awareness into that space in front of your eyes. Rest of the body is as relaxed and soft as possible. And look into that space. Letting go of the mental image of the head. So there's this colors, movements, light shine through. But isn't there also a presence, a knowingness, awareness of the light coming through? And that spacious knowingness beneath, beyond, pervading. That effortless knowingness, which is on all the time, that is Rikpa, boundaryless and centerless, timeless. to bring your attention to the heart, gently breathing into your heart, 
looking down to your heart from the head, like as if you are behind your eyes, or you're sitting in your head and looking down, which is of course an illusion. But instead you drop into your heart, being in the heart. Looking from the heart into the heart. And breathing. So there's the sensations in your heart, the breath, maybe there's some discomfort, some tension, maybe it feels soft. But isn't there also a presence, a loneliness? Beneath, beyond, pervading sensations. Look beneath, beyond, into the stillness, into the vastness, where you are most deeply yourself, even before you were born. open awareness, the whole body, the breath, the sounds, meditating like the sky, so isn't there a presence surrounding, underlying, pervading sensations, sounds and thoughts? Listen. Listen with your whole body, from the toes to the top of your head, with every cell of your body, you listen to that which is listening. And just resting. come and go, memories come and go, sensations come and go, sounds come and go, the sense of me comes and goes, presence is prior to all appearances. Presence is peace.
effortless, timeless, <coughs> boundaryless. city, the bird, the voices. to flow through presence. And there's space for that bike and there's still vastness. centerless, boundaryless. stand, nowhere else to go. Just this.
questions, surprises or doubts. I saw the image and I realized it was an image. It was just a stitch of reflection. And that I didn't need to put my head in the water again. That was the transformation. Mm. And Narcissus transforms into a flower because he dies. There's the transformation. And I was, for some time, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go through that. The, the interesting question is who was looking? Yeah, exactly. So then that was the next step. So who was looking? And then I imagined what it would be like if I looked over into the water and nothing was there. But that was just a... But then it wasn't that at all. It was just there's someone looking at the, at the image, but there's someone looking inside the one who's looking at the image. So the, I, I removed myself from the water, I removed myself from the one that is looking, and then I was just the one looking at the story. And I wonder how that could really be if I didn't have to fall, keep falling. That was just a, mm -hmm. anyway, a description of what was what evolved and at the end. Uh, yeah, so the, the direction in this inquiry is always uh, who is thinking that, what is thinking that, mm -hmm. who is aware. What is aware? I think that's, that's right now, that's the, because I fall in love with the dream also. I fall yes, in love you, with you, that. You, bec you that are, story. all what you now explained is uh, from, from this point of view, blah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all interesting, and we all have different kinds of blahs, mm. uh, and uh, one could look into it. Uh, but what, what's now interesting is, you know, again and again to kind of let go of that fascination with the content. Yeah, and that's the non-identification. That's where I always, I always get... Uh, yeah, of course. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. But it's, one needs to, I think one needs to really be passionate about this question. For example, when I do when rain is there's a model that I, I, I use to, mm. to encounter a certain experience, I always get I, I never get to the the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, and now we are doing the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Aspen? Um, uh, the moment when the bike started and you said uh, there's even space for the bike, something like that. Uh-huh. For me, it actually felt like that. Like, um, like the sound was here in the beginning. Like the sound is kind of touching me. Yeah. And then you said the space for it. And it was like there's all this space and the sound of the bike is just in the space. Yeah. It's not like it's touching me or anything. Yeah. It's just part of space. Yeah. So it was kind of just a little bit like the the space is boundaryless. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have to feel touched by mm. the sound. Mm. There's just a sound and mm-hmm. there's me and there's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it was you could try like looking a bit down or from inside or looking a bit up, but I also in one way visualize it like looking a bit from above or like being mm. in it all. Yeah. So is that a correct or is that a, a yeah, yeah. one way of yes. thinking it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like just exploring. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just exploring, and with this exploration, uh, you start to question your sense of fixed identity. Like if you say, "It was what did you say?" Like as if we are, as if I was looking from above. Mm-hmm. So, who is looking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we go beyond this. Um, uh, in many meditation practices, you cultivate that sense of observer. Mm. So you, like a mindfulness instruction would be, you are not your feelings, you are the observer of your feelings. Mm. Uh, and that's a bit what you did, like stepping a bit, going meta, like mm. going meta. And that's a good direction to go. But then we go even further. Who is aware of that observer? For me, it's more like just being or mm-hmm. just, yeah, without even noticing that from which level do I yeah. look or for where yes. do I, yeah. but just being. Just being. Exactly, like yes. the sound is yeah. everywhere. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. At one point, yeah. So th- and then you you can you can just rest. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, this question does not make sense anymore. Like, what is aware? Who is aware? It's just being. <coughs> Nobody's looking. <laughs> it's just happening. So, uh, what you said about this, you didn't feel touched. I mean, this would be so amazing if sometimes in our reactivity we could be like that, mm-hmm. spacious like that. Mm-hmm. And being here being touched, well, is not. there was not the sound of, maybe I interpreted that, but there was not that sound of indifference. Mm-hmm. 
No, you could also say, yeah, it didn't touch me anymore. I was like, uh, but it was, uh, so it's like, you are so spacious and open that you are in touch, <laughs> but you are not touched. Some, something like that. It's like uh, if you say that you were angry, doesn't yeah. mean that I have to become angry. It's like it's your anger. It's yeah. the sound of the bike. Yeah. It's not like yeah. my sound yes. of the bike yeah. or something right. like that. Yeah. So the sound of the bike is that in a different place than your anger. No. So if you look into that, yeah, so like not thinking but you 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 look into it in your experience how the sound of the bike and your thoughts and your memories and your anger that they are they are in the they're happening in the same space and right after that when right around when we ended i thought about this kind of feeling of disappointment that i can that i have about life yeah and i had this kind of sense that the feeling of disappointment about life is it's just a feeling it's mm. something else than a sound but it's also just mm. there yeah yes yeah. Right. it's very strange <laughs> yeah it's timeless when time stops and space is uh, a big contradiction uh, contradictionary to time the time is an illusion and then I think it is um, when I reach this feeling it's a, a very strong feeling that I cannot die there's a part of me that mm -hmm. it's eternal and yeah. we're not touching that and there's no time because time means That's know, change I'm... and death yeah. and living yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yes there is that's that's a that's a that's one of the words the deathless mm. the timeless deathless because the what example did you use the, your disappointment so death is the same the experience of death this is the same kind of thing like the the bike it's not personal <laughs> it's not personal and it's not going to kill you. It's not my death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my experience was somehow similar. It was like lately intense story going on. And it was so nice to sit and rest with these suggestions for ah, just feeling. Mm. myself from a different perspective like ah, the heart the eyes and all that and then came the story again and first i was like wanted it to go away or like you're not welcome and try to push it away but mm. then without me trying something shifted so it's like oh perfect yes come it can be there too it's okay you mm -hmm. can come come play, come play. Okay. So it was like that space was like yeah come in sorry yeah. hang out there for a moment but then it wasn't so persistent anymore. So it was like, ah, just before you ran to bed. And it was so nice to, that that also appeared into the, because yeah. it's been an intense one. And now, yes. ah, <laughs> that could be in the same space like yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Did, did you say when you invited it, it was not so... What so did when, you... when I realized that I was pushing it away and, yeah. I, and something in me relaxed and there was like this welcoming yes. that you've been talking about, but now also it just happened by itself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then there wasn't really anything. There was not really anything. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really <laughs> relieving. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So th that uh, all the the things what you experience now they are really these glimpses of awakening, and, and we uh, you get a sense of uh, what is possible, because what you experience now and what Aspen experienced, uh, that is uh, uh, that is that now you know this is possible. I mean, you have known it before, but uh, it's like a confirmation again yeah, that that is actually possible. That shift from seriousness to lightening up, from uh, reactivity and contraction to openness, spaciousness. So now you know. And... Uh, so you can relax. Of course, we, we know we we know that we will screw it up tonight <laughs> as soon as we come home. And, yeah. Uh, but but even if you have even if you have like just a little breeze, yeah. uh, like a little breeze of uh, every cloud is welcome. <laughs> yeah. So then you know. Then you know that the sky is there. Even if you get stuck again. Now, I had a very personal experience. Maybe you mm. can agree. It's, you know, uh, I live in a area where there's a lot of drop cars. And so I'm a bit, sorry? Drop so cars, you know. And I was... Uh, one day when I was... What did you say? Drop cars. You know, Talk. Drop cars. All that kind of stuff. And I was walking down the street. You know, it's the central city. And... And then I was thinking about Rigpa and uh, also what you said, the heart like the sky. And I was saying those words inside me and then suddenly uh, I felt a bit ecstatic because it really helped me that, that I did not get annoyed by those mm. drop cars. Just because I could see even mm. the pollution, but some part of me was not there and I could connect to that. I think it's a miracle. Mm. <laughs> so even it the was, trucks, even the trucks set space. Yes, it's yeah. becoming much more easier to, to walk the street, you know, and yeah. that's all that. Uh, because I can see in between it, and I'm not, I don't feel that I'm dying or getting lung cancer. I can see through it. Mm -hmm. That was so fantastic. Yeah. So I'm beginning to, to train in that. That was an experience you had yes. today or no, it recently, was a week ago. A when week I ago. Was walking and uh -huh, suddenly, yeah. uh, suddenly it happened. I felt something yeah. that was completely different. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know where it came from. Yeah. So it's just to connect to that um, way of seeing. Okay. Right. Yes. So nothing can stop our awakening. Thank you very much. Thank you.
and uh, I will send you a mail and make some posts uh, to just continue the inquiry and then yeah next Tuesday again the same <laughs> again just the same but uh, yeah maybe we need to bathe into in this um, uh, a bit longer until it's uh, that it is so stable mm -hmm. uh, that we can uh, walk like she walked all the time yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> so then we are buddha no problem two more times we can do yeah yeah, yeah. two more <laughs> times yes. yeah, so and how many tuesdays do we have left is that two two or? i think yeah. yes yes but you can listen to to recordings and then you know I will can I will give you some other teachers uh, where you could uh, continue to explore peer teachers I found helpful the last few years so you just keep going until it's until you feel so confident in it that you then you also keep going and just do it for the joy okay so have a nice evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.